Azeroth, a history, is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, OG Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Welcome to Azeroth, A History, a look into the history of Warcraft and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam Anderson. And I'm your co-host, Wynn Stark, uh, also Senpai, with two Ps. So, there's a lot that I want to talk to you about <laughs> that I can't yet until you get some basics about who the dragons are. I need some dragon basics. Yeah. I mean... I feel like I'm not completely dragon ignorant. I read most of the Aragon series. Um, what else has dragons? None of these dragons are I've seen are most of Game of Thrones. None of these dragons are any of those dragons either. Unfortunately, apparently, I'm not very good at completing dragon things. That's fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's time we talk about the dragons. Um, and Partly because they keep coming up in discussion, but also because they're pretty important right now or at least one in particular is very important super fancy dragon yeah and he's hot oh <laughs> sexy dragon uh but yeah so the history of dragons on azeroth is a little vague um mm-hmm. and not a lot of it was necessarily confirmed but it starts with proto dragons um which all of the information I could find said that they were descendants from the elementals who weren't actually imprisoned by the titans. Okay. I don't really understand why. I think they were just like, oh, yeah, you guys aren't really doing anything bad. That's fine. You guys can, yeah. And then eventually formed proto-dragons. Evolution. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so they gradually turned into flesh and blood creatures while on the planet. And there are still some proto-drakes around so they haven't all evolved i guess somewhat similar to like us and chimpanzees and other apes sounds like logic yeah uh, but the dragons themselves mm-hmm. are sentient okay proto dragons not sentient dragons sentient some of the proto dragons were um somewhat intelligent which we'll get to in a second cool um we get to Galakrond, who's the he's known as the father of the proto of the dragons. Okay. Um and he was the big biggest of the proto proto dragons. Mm, mm. Yeah. He's really big. Like I'll have to show you a picture after, but <laughs> he's big. Does he even lift? Swole, oh, bro. He lifts everything and then starts into some catabolism. Gotta get that protein. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh the, so at the time, the only other sentient life that was on the planet, at least that I can tell, was the Titan uh, keepers and watchers that the the Titans had actually made. Okay. So they're our lovely Titan forged friends. <laughs> um, it's not exactly clear what happened to Galakrond, but he kind of went crazy. I'm totally cool with blaming the old gods. How dare old gods don't cause crazies, except for you know when they do. Oh, they they. They absolutely do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he went a little insane and started eating other proto-dragons. And all of the ones that he kind of like didn't completely devour became undead. 
I don't entirely know if this is somehow related to, like, our Lich King undead. So, like, he completely devoured some and devoured others partially. Yeah. And the partially devoured ones became undead. Yeah. Are they still missing whatever bits of them were eaten? I would assume so. Because, like... I don't remember I reading really, that. really, really hope there's, like, some cartoon style bite marks just like out of some guy like shoulder <laughs> got them perfect little teethy marks Richard Dack didn't go into quite that much detail that I remember well I mean disappointed Richard Dack R- Nack. Um, close enough <laughs> but yeah I, I mean I'm definitely like thinking that this was akin to the zombie virus kind of thing yeah okay yeah I mean I could be wrong about that but I'm not entirely sure uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, uh, and then there were some of these proto-dragons that were actually intelligent, mm-hmm. um, and so that actually does come in key right away. Also, uh, when he did devour creatures, um, they would, it would morph his body, and they would, like, bits of it would become part of his body, so, like, he was growing extra wings that didn't do shit. Um, there was one dragon that partially formed a head near his hip. I mean, like... Super you poopy. are what you eat, right? <laughs> I should have seen that coming. <laughs> I mean, one would hope that you'll never see it coming, so I can keep coming up with these zingers on the fly. That's true. Or I could be, like, absolutely prepared for it and not die. <laughs> <laughs> That's, no! <laughs> Watching you die is, like, half of the joy of this. That's true. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, now we get into one of the Titan Keepers, though, Ooh! who we haven't met yet. Awesome! At least you haven't met yet. I've met, but in passing. Um, his name is Tyr. Cool. Yeah, and from what I can tell, he was kind of the head of the Titan Keepers. Um, he was definitely one of the strongest, and he did some pretty great things uh, with dealing with Galakrond. Uh, he was keeping an eye on five particular proto-dragons, yeah. as well as Galakrond, um, and the five that he was keeping an eye on were like starting to work to essentially take down Galakrond. Um, so he made his, himself known to the blue-white proto-dragon named Malagos. Cool. So they're intelligent, but not like not like our kind of intelligent yet. They're more like they have basic speech, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily basic understanding. So Tyr's talking to them at like Shakespeare level, and they're like, who are you? <laughs> so like Neanderthals, maybe a little bit more smarter, like a little bit smarter than that. Not by a whole lot, but yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, and then so Tyr asked Malagos as well as some of his companions for help, and um, the keeper obviously looks very very different from the dragons. Yeah, because he's a humanoid. Yeah, very large humanoid. But he's a humanoid. He no looks, wings. Yeah. Less scaly, you know. He's also made out of stone. Hot. <laughs> you know, he's always hard. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh, but Malagos was, like, very, like, hesitant to trust him, uh, which which kind of plays into some of their conversations a little bit later. Uh, but Tyr finally convince him, convinces him to talk to him about Galakron and, like, how, hey, that's not right what's happening there. 
Maybe somebody should stop that guy. Yeah. He seems to sure be enjoying growing all those extra demon baby configuration things. You know, like, I don't remember what the book is, but Stephen (laughs) King definitely wrote a book about a guy who had, like, a tumor thing that had teeth and stuff that was, like, taking over his mind and shit. Oh, that's creepy. I yeah, I don't know what book that is either. That is, that is not usually my jam. I think it's like maybe the dark half. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Someone let us know on Twitter. <laughs> uh, but Tyr has some really interesting words when he's first talking to Malagos here. Uh, Malagos doesn't entirely understand him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he says to Malagos, uh, We never intended this path. Galacron should never have journeyed in the direction he did, and we did not prevent it. Now, now this young world faces annihilation. Oh, so snap. I think maybe the keepers fucked up a little bit. <laughs> I like, don't know what. You know, sometimes you sleep on the job and stuff gets overlooked. Maybe that's the day they all went to go see strippers. <laughs> but there weren't any strippers yet. You don't know that. Yes, I do. <laughs> there was no there was no other life on the planet yet except for like there was like some still some elementals and then the proto dragons. I mean, then they then just, just went the to go watch some dragons shed. <laughs> Hashtag first strippers. Ah, there you have it. Dragons are the first strippers of Azeroth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Malagos. While he doesn't totally understand, he's like, okay, there's a link here between this dude. And Galakrond. That's probably not a good thing. But I don't know. I don't understand what it is. And nothing's really been confirmed that I've been able to find. But yeah, there's there's something going on here. Allegedly. Tyr, Tyr did some bad things, I think. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Are you making a Letterkenny joke now? Maybe. <laughs> Hasn't been confirmed. <laughs> you gotta say allegedly. There was, there was, um, someone had a joke about an ostrich in a in a group I'm on and I'm in on Facebook, and all I did was post uh, a gif from Letterkenny just saying allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It made me happy. <laughs> uh, right, that's a good show. Yeah. Mm. Premium Canadian content, eh? You know, the first time I watched it, I was like, man, this is like visiting my, my dad's hometown. Exactly. And then when it got into later stuff with the with the natives, I was like, man, this is like visiting my dad's hometown and my mom's hometown. <laughs> uh, Rural Manitoba. <laughs> actually, though. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Malagos does eventually agree to work with Tyr. And... Good job. Yep. And Gold he... star. <laughs> And he does need to kind of convince some of the other dragons, or proto-dragons. They're still proto-dragons at this point, to help. Um, So, Tyr uses an undead proto-dragon to grab the attention of Ysera and Alexstrasza. Cool. Yeah, kind of like, not like quite a bait-and-switch, but he's like, I can maybe appeal to your sensibilities by having this dragon here. Look what he's doing to our people! Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Dish's hand waving causes microphone flaps. <laughs> Sorry about it. Um, Malagos happened upon the meeting and joined them, and then Ysera wanted to try and reason with the undead proto-dragon. 
How'd that go? Not well. Um, she ends up freeing it, and Malago saved her by destroying the creature. Um, but he had recently been bitten by another one of these ones. <sighs> and so Tyr had to save him. Oh, no. Yeah. Just uh, killing left and right. Yeah, he, he, like, essentially started turning into an undead, basically. Like, and from the description of it, it sounds like a zombie virus. He started hungering, and he was about to bite her, and then Tyr's like, nope. Gotta kill you. <laughs> no, it All right, bitch, I hope you know that now two things are dead nope. because you let that thing go. Nope, Malagos did not die. <gasps> he uh, basically newspaper the nose and came to his senses, and then Tyr healed him. Okay. Because that's what tit- Titan Keepers do. Oh, they newspaper ya and then <laughs> heal ya. Now, I say newspaper, it's not quite the, it's not quite like that, but yeah. Basically, that's kind of how it happened. <laughs> nothing gets them quite like a little nose thwack. Yeah. Uh, and then Tyr also used, um, uh, like, um, the, it's an octagonal shaped kind of almost disc type thing, and he kind of, kind of holds it up to the dragons and it glows, and I think that's what kind of helps heal him. It's called the Spark of Tear. Cool. Um, and it does come in in later geometric glowing things are always good yeah name one single geometric glowing thing that is bad there you go technically the one ring and (laughs) while i agree that circle is technically geometric (laughs) a ring isn't okay (laughs) that's the only thing i could come up with right i feel like circles are like too basic to be geometric like they are but they're also not it's just like this endless continuous thing the exciting stuff is when you start getting all them facets. Why are you hating on circles? Circles are fine. <laughs> the, the blinks. <laughs> circles are just lame, okay. Okay, fine. <laughs> so yeah, this is when Neltharion and Nurstormu join up with uh, with the others, and they're being chased by Galakron at the time. Um, so Tyr joins them in battle, and he ends up uh, kind of stunning Galakron. Um, enough, like, long enough for the other proto-dragons to escape. Sweet. Yeah. And then, so later on, they all meet up where Galakron is, like, sleeping in his lair. Cool. Um, and, and they're like, oh, this is a perfect time to attack. Which it kind of is. So, Tyr also holds the spark of Tyr to Neltharion and And it glows the same way it did before. I don't really know what that was doing. Um... I mean, I have guesses, but nothing nothing that I found confirmed what they were doing. Cleansing? Not even cleansing. I mean, like, it definitely helped him heal uh, Malagos when he got bitten, but I don't know. I think that was kind of how he sort of marked the dragons to become aspects and, like, kind of sent that information off to the titans. Yeah, okay. I did, like, a little scanny scan. Yeah. I, th- I think that's basically what it is. It's like... It's like, okay, scan, complete. Scan, complete. That That's my best guess. <laughs> that's how I'd do it. <laughs> um, uh, Ysera didn't join the battle right away because uh, she, she hated fighting, which makes sense it's for who she is, especially later on. Um, and she did join a little bit later, though. One big thing that happened, though, was Tears Hammer and Spark were knocked free from his hands. And he went to go grab the spark. And Galakron also went to go grab the spark. 
and chomped Cheer's hand off. Oh, damn. Yeah. I thought I was going to be like a little hand touch, hand touch, eye contact swoon. Oh, no. <laughs> this is Crazy Dragon just ate my hand. <laughs> and the thing? And, and the thing, too, yeah. So the thing's inside the Crazy Dragon? Yes. I mean... And Dive in there, Tyr, and cut him from the inside, Al Hercules! It comes actually into importance a little bit later, but that's not what happens with Tyr. Um, Pussy. Poor Tyr. Okay, this is a pretty, like, aggressive thing that just happened. Like, this is pretty traumatic. I mean, for me, if something were to bite my hand off, I'd probably pass out too. <laughs> Whatever! <laughs> Um, He's made of stone. Who gives? It's. He's still like. He's still got like sentience and it's like. It's not like he's bleeding out or anything. It's true. Okay, but I mean, it's still painful, and he's still living. <laughs> Does stone experience pain? In this case, yes. Or is he just playing it to get out of being, a, you know, a hero for the moment? Uh, no, because he definitely does some really awesome heroic shit later that we can't talk about yet, but it's cool. Okay. Um, but the other proto-dragons end up, uh, kind of bringing him to safety while he's unconscious, and his body kind of later disappears. <laughs> I like just the look of, Interesting like, phrasing of his body and not, like, him. He's not dead. I can tell you that. But he disappears. And we'll get into why in a little bit. Um, Deserter. No. No, no. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you right now. He did get rescued by other Titan Keepers. Yeah. So then all five of the proto-dragons at this point, Ysera, Alexstrasza, Nosdormu, Malagos, and Neltharion, mm -hmm. they finally go and bring it into Galakron. What they, what they end up doing... Malagos, who's got like kind of ice powers, mm -hmm. he freezes a giant boulder into its throat. <laughs> yeah. And then they kind of like keep knocking it in, and he ends up dying of asphyxiation. <laughs> it's like. How, how, <laughs> how does freezing cause a boulder to end up in somebody's throat? So, he, well, they, they toss the boulder in. Okay. And then, like, he Galakron couldn't spit it out, and then so Malagos put like ice around it to kind of freeze it to the inside of his throat. Okay, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's eating them. He's eating their kin. Like, no, I get it. <laughs> I just feel like if he couldn't spit out the boulder and it was like in him, he was probably gonna choke on it eventually anyway. Possibly, but they didn't want to. Wait. Yeah, they don't want to wait, and quite frankly, I don't blame them. Fair. <laughs> um, after the battle, two other Titan Keepers approach the five dragons. Uh, one was female, and I'm going to assume that it's Freya, since she's the only female keeper that we know of. Okay. Um, and the other was another dude. Um, and the the dude was not named, and the only reason I'm guessing Freya is because she's the only female. Mm -hmm. But they weren't actually named in the in the short stories. Um, they admitted to taking Tyr away so that they could save his life. So there you go. He's, he's not dead. Woo! <laughs> what a great day to be handless, Tyr. 
courtier. I wonder if he's going to get a gold hand. Uh, actually, he gets a silver hand. But we'll talk more about him uh, in, in another episode, because that's where he kind of ends with the dragons for now. I mean, yeah, dra- dragon bit his hands off, and he's like, peace, motherfuckers, I'm out! No, it's that he's busy doing other stuff. I'm going to make it look like I'm busy. Peace, motherfuckers, <laughs> I'm out! <laughs> He is legitimately busy with other stuff. <laughs> I mean, you can be busy legitimately with other stuff because you want a peace, motherfucker. I'm out of another place, you know? Like, that's, those things can go hand in hand. That's true. That's true. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so they gave the the five proto-dragons the choice of the, to become aspects. So five things that the world needs to protect it and everything else. Uh, and then they're joined by another two keepers to actually pr- transform the proto-dragons. Um, and it's done with the titan powers. So the Titans are actually, like, being channeled through the Keepers to empower. Fancy. Um, So all five of the dragons, uh, their colors became more vibrant as they were transformed. Um, Alex Traza was originally kind of like an orangey red, and she became just red. Uh, And she's chosen by Ianar to be the life binder and tasked to safeguard all living creatures on Azeroth. Aww. Yeah. She does a fucking shitty-ass job. You know, I can't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Malagos became the Spellweaver, becoming more blue, uh, chosen by Norganon to be the Guardian of Magic. Cool. Which, quite frankly, he also did a bad job. If we're, if right? we're going to be honest. <laughs> right? Um, you know why? Because they're proto-dragons and dumb. Oh, no. This this actually made them much more intelligent. Clearly. Like, this, well, this transformation made them much more intelligent. <laughs> Uh, Ysera became the dreamer chosen also by Ianar to watch over the wilds and over her own realm the Emerald Dream and she's of course a green dragon yeah yeah you got the eyebrow raise there eyebrow wiggles (laughs) blink blink Uh, uh, Nazdormu became the timeless one chosen by Amanthul to guard time and police the pathways of fate and destiny and his scales uh, his brown scales became bronze Ooh. Yeah. And Neltherion, originally charcoal, becoming black, became the Earth Warder, chosen by Kazgaroth, and given dominion over Earth and deep places of the world. Hades boy. Yeah. Uh... No, because Hades is like afterlife. Eh. Mostly, it's just the underworld, which would can be considered things deep within the Earth. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Because he's definitely considered a chthonic deity, like an earth deity. Okay. And when you want to sacrifice to him or anything, you have to, like, do it in a pit or pour your libations on the ground so that it will go down into the earth to him. Yeah. I'm learning things. (laughs) This is two-way street every now and then. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're obviously not at the end of this because, surprise, there's a lot more shit that goes down. Um, And we know that I think we've, I've mentioned a little bit that there's a little bit of shifting of roles a little bit later on, um, but that's a while. Uh, and it's also a while after this transformation that other dragons are actually born. Uh, and by that time, the aspects had decided to encourage um, a very important rumor. Ooh. Uh, they didn't want any other dragon to get, get the same idea to follow down Galakron's path. Yeah. Um, so they basically were like, okay... Galakron's the father of dragons, and he's just dead, and that's it. Um, 
they were formed from Galakrond, is the story that they went with. Yeah. Um, and they, they hid the truth so that no one could follow his path. Um, and there was no way to really disprove it, because he's just a big pile of bones in, out in the snow. He didn't have extra bones from his wi- extra wings and, and stuff. No extra skull near his hip from that face thing. I don't think there were actually any extra bones. I think they might have removed, like, the extra stuff and just made it look like a regular dragon. That's some sophisticated knowledge of dragon bones. I mean, they are dragons. <laughs> and at Do this you... point, they're also intelligent. I mean... All right, I guess if they're intelligent, I was going to be like, do you think the average fucking Joe could, like, look at a pile of bones and be like, this one here is an extra? I mean, I could probably look at a skeleton and be like, hey, that skull doesn't go there. (laughs) And then move it. I mean, the bones just, the body just decomposed perfectly in place. No movement whatsoever. Just perfect stasis. Well, it's like, it's like out in the tundra. So kind of, sort of, yeah. Wind? His bones were so massive that the wind couldn't break it down. At least not that quickly, anyway. They're still there in game. He big boy. Cool. We actually fight on basically under his skeleton at some point. It's pretty neat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so with the gifts of the aspects, um, some saw it as less of a gift and more of a curse. Key to that is Neltharion. Specifically, he felt the weight of every rock and stone of Azeroth pressed down on him. So yeah, stones can feel pain. <laughs> and he saw it as like a life of eternal torment, which is pretty bad. Um, but at the same time, that weight was also his to command. So it's like, yeah, you, waste, you win some, you lose some. I could use essentially all of this to fight somebody else with. So it's pretty neat. Eh! I kind of side with him. Like, cosmic power doesn't outweigh pain and, like, drudgery existence. And, like, do you really want him to use all of his power to, like, fuck shit up just because he's in pain and, you know, he has the powers, so might as well use him to make it worth it? Hmm. I'm actually really torn on this one. (laughs) Like, really torn. (laughs) Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. Right? Struggles. Them moral conundrums. Yeah. Anyways, uh, by the time of the War of the Ancients, they had all kind of kept to themselves with their own duties, um, but they did join up against the Burning Legion with the Kaldori. Mm-hmm. Um, in that time between that, something kind of insidious started taking place um, for at least one of the dragons. The like After the Panthe- Pantheon had kind of like just put the old gods in prison they were still like deep within the earth and they were able to influence Azeroth a lot oh my um, yeah. and most notably Nazoth who we're dealing with right now mm-hmm. uh, I mean technically he's already dealt with I haven't killed him in raid yet but he's he's around <laughs> uh, he started driving Neltharion crazy and like I mean like absolute batshit crazy. Yeah. Um they fed they fed a belief in him that uh the Titans only saw Azeroth as an experiment and basically tricked him into being like, Yeah, we're the only ones that can free you from this burden. Follow us. Oh no. Yeah. Lies. So the dragons 
kind of meet up before they actually fly off to Zinashari. Now, Therian convinced the rest of the Aspects to lend some of their power to create an artifact to help, help basically help them destroy the Legion. Except that he was kind of sneaky here. He did some sleight of claw. Ha! Jesus. Yes, I wrote that joke. <laughs> he was he was the only one not to give his powers to it, and therefore he was not susceptible to it later on. Okay. Um, uh, and this the, uh, this became the secret weapon that I think I've mentioned in the past, uh, called the Dragon Soul. Oh yeah. Um, when we finally go to join the elves, Nosdormu didn't join them, but he sent a consort in his place as well as the rest of his Dragonflight. And while there, Neltherion unleashed uh, the powers of the disc against the Legion. Two brilliant blasts, um, and like just kind of like destroyed a good swath of them, which is Ooh. great. Um, and then he kind of couldn't control himself. <laughs> Went wild. Yeah! Killing let's... spree? Kind of? So the plan was originally to use it against the Legion uh, and then attack as dragons would. Um, but when Alex Draza told him it was time, he kind of asserted his choice. Like, it's my choice. No, screw you, I'm not listening to you. And he turned it on the dragons ah, and froze all of them except for his own flight, which is really, really dickish. Um, and he demanded that what he saw as lesser races uh, and demons bow to him. And he basically, whoever didn't, he turned the soul on them. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. Full on dictator shit. Oh, yeah. Um, he then attempts to kill Alex Straza, uh, or sorry, Alex Straza's consort, Coriel Straz. Um, <gasps> Why you always gotta go after them ladies, huh? Yep. Sorry, no, wait, no, sorry. He, he attempts to kill them, uh, calling the Aspects traitors, and then Coriel Straz comes in and is like, ha, no, fuck you, and knocks into him. And, oh, well, yeah. that's much better. So saves Alex Straza. Yay, Coriel Straz. I think I forgot to put him in your thing. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I, I did that really you. late at night last night. <laughs> Um, uh, after a couple knocks, he's able to drop the... He's able to get the de- dragon soul do- dropped out of uh, Neltharion's hand. Awesome. Mm-hmm. He still manages to catch it, uh, and it's renamed the demon soul around this time, too, because of how terrible Neltharion just was with it. Yep. Um, and while they fight, some of the other dragons are, f- like, break free from the spell. Like, the one that's just holding them in place. Yeah. Um, Malagos tried to reason with him, because they're, like, they've been good friends this entire time. And after a few more violent protests, uh, the blue dragon flights surround him in order to try and take the soul again. Um, and thinking that that was the source of the corruption. And then Malagos, or, sorry, uh, Neltharion turns it on the blue dragon flight, and he wipes out most of the dragon flight at that point. I said a killing spree, didn't I? Yep. Oh, Yeah. And, yeah, this is super, super dickish. Um, it it injured him physically as well as mentally because, holy fuck, you just killed, like, my best friend basically just killed all of my family. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Maybe you should take a hard look at yourself and think about what kind of people you associate yourself with. Yeah. Yeah, Neltherion. You big bastard. Neltherion ends up uh, escaping back to his own lair where he has his goblins and Drogbar armor him with, like, adamantium, and, like, they drive this right into his body. 
like oh, deep in Wolverine. Uh no, not quite like that. Um oh shit. I don't I don't know if I have any reference for this at all. Like basically the kind of like how you fix like a broken bone. Mhm. You put like um metal rods and stuff and pins and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like that except it's affixing the outside's armor to him. It's pretty fucking metal. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I don't think I actually have any pop culture reference for that kind of thing outside of Deathwing. No. I I guess like if Iron Man surgically attached his suit to himself and could never take it off. That would be about it. Yeah. Yeah, that that would actually be the closest thing, but obviously we know that Iron Man doesn't do that. Because he's a little bitch! (laughs) Are we going to have to have a a Tony Stark fight here? (laughs) I said what I said. (laughs) I forgot my necklace. Uh, Okay, so part of the other sort of reason for this armor is it kind of holds his body together, too, because the demon soul is actually kind of ripping it apart Cool. Super metal, but yeah. And then this is when Neltharion finally takes up the mantle of Deathwing, the Destroyer. Uh, There's kind of a hint of old god corruption in every black dragon at this point, since they're all susceptible. Why um, it gotta be black? Because of their connection to the Earth. And because of the the old gods and their creepy tentacly wentacly stuff with the earth and yeah. Ooh, all HP Lovecraftian. I'm gonna the tentacles in the dark are gonna fuck you up. Yep. Oh, Yay. absolutely. Hell, I've showed you Taliesin, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after the demon soul was used to send uh, to send the legion back to wherever they came from, Nosdormu hid it far in the future underneath some other mountains, um, placing a spell on, on it with the other aspects so that Basically, they could find it, but Deathwing couldn't. Smart. Mm -hmm. Hope Deathwing doesn't get to one of the other aspects. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't specifically, but he he does some shit a little bit later on. Um, Following the War of the Ancients, though, some of the Tauren had returned home to what is now known as High Mountain. I don't know what the name of it was before that. I kind of like the sound of that. Is that a mountain you get high on? Because, like, I want to be there. I mean, it's a really high mountain. I'm assuming you can get... I'm assuming you can get high anywhere. (laughs) Sure can. (laughs) Uh, The high chieftain of the tribes named Holm delved into the dragon's lair and ultimately used uh, the Hammer of Kazgaroth to essentially trap Deathwing in Deepholm. Which is pretty great. So we're free from Deathwing for a bit. Woo! He's trapped. He's like basically put in hibernation, like a forced hibernation. And I hope don't... you enjoy your time out, motherfucker. <laughs> it's a very long time out, too. It's like 10,000 years. Good. <laughs> um, that should cool your blood a bit. Yeah. Um, or just drive you infinitely crazy. And then when you get out, it's going to be so much worse. I did like a little bit of both. Yeah, we'll go with a little bit of both. Um, there were still a lot of eggs in the cavern, um, and they were all definitely showing corruption. Mm-hmm. Um, and Holm was like, I want to use this hammer to, like, just, I want to see what this does. So he he uses the hammer on one of the eggs, not to break it, um, but it ends up cleansing one of the eggs. And it works. And then the egg hatches, 
and out pops Abyssian. So he's a black dragon, and he's free from old god corruption. What? Yeah. Uh, he takes the form of a Torin to act as advisor to Huln and every other high chieftain after him. Um, and he takes up the name Spirit Walker Ebonhorn. And of course he's still around because dragons are fucking so long lived. Um, and he stays in hiding, his secret only being passed down from high chieftain to high chieftain. And and then we know because we go with uh, the current high chieftain of High Mountain. So we, we, cool. we find out. Fancy. And then so, sorry, they're keeping secret the fact that there's a black dragon that doesn't suck? They're they're keeping the fact that he's a dragon secret. So what do they think he is? Just a like um I'm trying to think what else I could like kind of compare a spirit walker to. Um not quite a medicine man, but like kind of that sort of idea. Like okay. a wise okay. elder in sure. the tribe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Secretly a dragon. Shh, shh, shh. Don't yeah. tell nobody. And then it, it's kind of funny because uh, the current high chieftain, when we go with her after her father dies, she's like, "Yeah, I never really noticed that you never really aged, even when I was a child." So th- th- this makes sense now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he's he's still around. Um, now we gotta take an auction house break. Auction house. Gotta, gotta check our auction houses. Whoop whoop. And check our mail. Um, yuck. All right. If you like what we do, consider donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash senpai and bam bam. Remember, senpai with two Ps. If you're unable to do that, we would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service that you use. It helps us open up to a wider audience. You can also share us with your friends, family, guildies, people on the street, maybe your teachers. Have you considered writing it on the end postscripts of your love notes? There are so many options. <laughs> just really just like jam us down people's throats. Get us out there. I mean, do it with consent, but I like the idea of someone writing like a really nice like love poem and then just like, hey, check out Senpai and Bam Bam. Exactly. It's just like the perfect little accent to pepper into your life. <laughs> oh, someone write me a love letter with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awesome. Um, oh, Valentine's Day is coming up, isn't it? Just like next week. Uh, yeah, yeah. Love will be in the air soon. Exactly. Come um, on, people. <laughs> uh, yeah, catch our Machinima with Bam Bam series, uh, which is available only to patrons right now. Goes up weekly on Tuesdays, so it makes your um your maintenance day not quite so bad. We, I show Machinima a bunch of bam. I know. I, <laughs> wow. I swear I got a decent amount of sleep. <laughs> uh, I show Bam Bam a bunch of Machinima, um, and we talk about it. And if you have any suggestions for that, uh, hit me up on Twitter or Discord or by email. Yes, my mind needs to be blown with Machinima goodness. Mm-hmm. Also, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, there will be a link in the show notes to join that. It is open to everyone with a patron-only section. And then we got to talk to you about a local podcast. Oh, Yeah. Uh, so you and I went to Podcast Coffee this last little bit. We did. And uh, we met a couple of the guys from The Real Debaters. We sure did. They talk about movies and... I mean, it's mostly movies. Sometimes some TV comes up. I, I, I've, I've now started listening to their show. <laughs> and I, I very much disagree with them on uh, all of Star Wars, but that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
that's entertaining. I, uh, I've been known to partake in the argument, in an argument over <laughs> fictional things from, from time to time, <clears throat> all the time on this thing. <clears throat> so, uh, I'll be sure to check it out and everybody else should too. The real debaters when to get your arguing over things fixed. Yep. And, uh, real R E E L. Like, like a film reel. Because, get it, it's like a pun because they watch movies. Yeah. Oh my god, so clever. And, and they're good. They're, they're very good and very enjoyable. And they're not, they're only like 30 something episodes in, so I, it's like not super daunting to catch up on. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah, I tried listening to, to Night Vale and I gave up real yeah, quick because that that's so long. Well, that one's been going on for so long. Exactly. Too. But it's a very wonderfully odd podcast though it sure is and even that is also eldritch horror which is which fits directly into all of this old god stuff <laughs> who doesn't love eldritch horror that shit's the bomb diggity i actually just read a book series about it pretty sweet yeah. i mean don't get me wrong i love the old god stuff that we're that we're dealing with but it's not entirely my jam but i, I appreciate what it. is your jam marmalade fucking paddington bear motherfucker uh, I don't even know how to react to this one. <laughs> I did use Lake Paddington Bear, though, so I feel very attacked. Hey, she comes with guns blazing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, many, many, many years later, 10,000 years after the planting of Nordrasil, uh, or wait, sorry, no, that's right after the war. Never mind. Ah, that that's I am I am getting my world trees mixed up. We're good. Hi. I'm Senpai. <laughs> I swear I got a decent amount of sleep last night. <laughs> uh, so after the planting of Nordestil, that's kind of really it for the dragons for a while. Um there's not a lot going on until the first war, which actually is ten thousand years later. So <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself is what it was what's happening. Um, Deathwing eventually found a place to sleep and heal from the Demon Soul's powers, um, and when the Dark Portal was opened, uh, the sheer amount of magic being used woke him up, and, um, that's when the old gods were like, hey, you should probably go start helping the orcs and, like, promote some chaos on this planet, because that's what old gods do. Chaos! Agents of chaos! Mm -hmm. So the first thing he did... He disguised himself as a human noble, and he traveled to Lordaeron, which we know very well because of Arthas and all his shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he managed to trick the nobles there that there was no war uh, that Stormwind was facing. Yeah. Um, it was basically just rebels within the kingdom, and that's it. They didn't really need any help. Sure. Um, and that's, that's why Lordaeron never sent any forces down to Stormwind. <laughs> So, thanks for that, Deathwing. God, uh, Deathwing. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I've mentioned it, too. That, like, that led to Stormwind being destroyed. Yeah. So, yeah, not fun. Um, <laughs> he also, at some point, took on the disguise of an orc and lived with the Blackrock clan for a while, too. And he kind of, like, made friends with the kind of higher-ups in there, too. Is he gonna write a book, Orc Like Me? Maybe. Maybe. I feel like this is a reference to something that I I know, but I can't place. Oh, in the... I think it was, like, in the early 90s or something, this guy did blackface and lived 
in like existed as a in a black neighborhood to fully experience the differences in the the realities of white privilege and then wrote a book black like me that's interesting i want to go find that now that's interesting <laughs> um so yeah so he so he self-inserted himself into like into the good grace of a few people uh ed was basically his his goal with the orcs was to try and make them vulnerable to the old gods well, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, infiltrate and then turn everybody to my own culty religion, because, like, why not? Yep. God, the old gods are so creepy. <laughs> um, They're just a little insidious. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little is kind of an understatement, but that's fine. Um, after the first war, though, the orcs were quite weakened. Um, there were still a decent number of human kingdoms that had banded together, so or that could band together so it could mean that like essentially the destruction of the rest of the orcs uh oh um but there was a hidden artifact somewhere and Deathwing knew about it but he couldn't quite exactly find out find where it was so one of the orc chieftains Zulu had the whacked of the Dragon Maw clan and started getting some visions set by Deathwing so like are we sending visions out of Voldemort or are we sending visions in like more of a a sensual kind of way. Definitely not sensual. Dang it. I would say I love Voldemort. Yeah. I'm just gonna tease you with where the thing is. Go find it! Go find it! It wasn't quite like that yet. Um, so the Dragonmaw clan, they used to ride on top of Rylocks, which are kind of like Chimera. They're like two-headed, yeah, okay. sort of, almost lion-esque creatures. Hot. Yeah. Um, but... They don't have those on Azeroth, so these poor, the all of the Dragonmaw clan is stuck walking everywhere on their own two legs. Aww, that's a tragedy. Shucks, Aruni. So the first visions were of flying in the skies atop fearsome creatures, and those creatures being dragons on Azeroth. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually he coaxed the orc to go and find the dragon soul. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Zulu had defeated the dragon that was standing watch over the artifact. And then eventually used it to enslave Alex Straza and the rest of the Red Dragon Flight. Well, yeah, of course. That's the logical next step. Yep. Um, and, like, kind of force her into, like, breeding more dragons for them. Yeah, it was awful. Like, super creepy and Aww. super wrong and so Aww. many levels. Man. <sighs> and it would also Nothing. lead to many deaths in the Alliance. Including Derek Pradmore, actually. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, eventually, Nosdormu, Malagos, and Ysera would help Alexstrasza's mage, Coriolstras, again, um, in freeing her, along with the human mage, Ronin, and they destroyed the demon soul, finally. Good! Fuck that thing! Yeah. Get it out of my face! It also released the powers back to the aspects, so, like, all the powers that they had put into it, Yeah. they got back again. Well, that's exciting. And they drove Deathwing back into hiding. Good! Bye! Now, there's a few there's there's one thing that I'm not entirely sure how it fits into the timeline and I I think this was when he first went to um Lordaeron. Um but there's a noble by the name of Lord Deval Prester. Okay. Um and he has a family. Good for him. I can't remember the one's name, but his daughter is Katrana. Cool. Um yeah, so he travels to Lordaeron, just with his family, like, no servants, anything like that. Just them. How quaint. Um, 
rustic. Now, the thing is about Deval Prestor, we know that it's Deathwing. Oh. Yeah, so I'm thinking that's who he first disguised himself as when he went to Lord on the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he made he made good friends with King Terranus. Whoopsie. Yeah. And then, so the kingdom of Alterac, um, the lord there, uh, Aiden Perinald, he was kind of being a little shit. Yeah. Kind of going a little crazy. Huh. <laughs> um, and he also betrayed the alliance by feeding some information to the Orcish Horde. Oh, man. Like, oh, that's great. Come Good on, job. bro. Please don't. Zip your lips, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so Prestar ended up convincing Terranus, both with regular words and some magical coercion, because, you know, you gotta do that, um, basically to remove Paranold and then give the kingdom to Prestor, which he does. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, he also gives him his daughter's hand in marriage. Oh, snap. I hadn't mentioned her before. Oh, gosh. Arthas has a sister. What? Ha- had a sister, Calia Menethil. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you about her. Uh, Confusion face. Yeah, but we can't talk about her yet, but I needed to, like, place that seed. <laughs> Things are gonna go down. Um, of course, when Alex Strazer was freed from captivity uh, of the Horde, Deathwig driven, driven back into hiding, Prestor kind of poofed, mysteriously vanished. Well, and, of course. And his influence over the other human nobles disappeared with him. Uh, his daughter, Katrana Prestor, does come back a little bit later, but we'll talk about her later. Another day. Another episode. Cool. Yeah. Um, Until next time, Katrana. Pretty much. Uh, the dragons kind of go their separate ways for a time at this point. Eventually, Malago starts kind of looking a little crazy. Come on, man! <laughs> he starts looking at how many mortals on Azeroth are kind of running around using arcane magic. Yeah. And he's scared that this is going to bring back the Burning Legion again. It's, he's scared it's going to bring their attention back. And he's like, that's not a good thing. Um, yeah. Declares war on all magic users. <laughs> Um, inclu- basically meaning certain doom for the Kirin Tor and Dalaran, which is the city of mages. Uh-oh. Um, and this begins the Nexus War. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so the Council of Six moved Dalaran to Northren, making the city float magically. That's pretty which, sweet. It's so cool. And serving as a capital uh, of, of um, for the war against Malagos, as well as the Lich King at this point. Cool. Alex Draza was also indebted to Ronan after he helped free her from the Aspects power, uh, or free, sorry, free her and return the power of the Aspects. Yeah. So she also stepped up to help fight Malagos. Good. Yeah. So we, along with her help and some of her brood, we murder him. Destroy! <laughs> um, so then after he was killed, the leadership of the Blue Flight is kind of in peril. Yeah. Um, oh my. I'll go into what happens in more detail in another episode for sure, um, but eventually Calgos does become the new aspect, um, and yeah, and he helps in the final fight against Deathwing during Cataclysm. Sweet! Take that guy down! Mm-hmm. So after the Cataclysm, when Deathwing does his like super epic world break and yeah. all the, all the stuff... Um, the red dragon was, or the red dragon flight was up to something, um, and we help with that. 
as players. Uh, when we're in one particular place uh, called the Blasted Lands, sorry, Badlands, uh, we happen across a goblin woman who's doing some experiments and stealing some black dragon eggs and doing some experiments on them. Okay. And um, and once we steal some eggs for her, she's like, okay, I gotta tell you who I really am. Um, Rhea the goblin transforms into Rhea Straza the red dragon. Oh, snap. Yeah. Also, she's awesome. And yeah, I, I love Rhea. <laughs> her experiments are successful. We we managed to help cleanse a black egg of the old god corruption. Ooh. Um, and then she gets ambushed in a cave by Deathwing himself. Oh man! It was important enough for him to actually come out here and deal with this himself. Oh jeez! Well, yeah, he's stealing her bait. She's stealing his babies. Hmm. Well, and also, um, so he kills her in the cave uh, with the egg that was in the cave. Ooh. Um. The reason for this is because the old gods are like, no, we want all of this madness in all of your dragons. And he's like, yes, yes, you do. And this experiment shit, this can't happen anymore. So, yeah. Um, But we do find out something. I mean, it's hopeful, but it's also super heartbreaking. This was one of Rhea's last eggs that she sacrificed to keep the other eggs safe. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. But the other egg that we just cleansed is safe. Yay. So it's a black dragon egg that's free of corruption. Woo! Um, later on, this egg hatches into the first widely known uncorrupted black dragon. Exciting! Rathian. Woo! Yeah. Um, and his egg was kept uh, with the red dragon flight for a while, um, and then it's eventually stolen away to Ravenholt Manor, the rogue guild. And he starts his operations there with the rogue weapon quest line back in Cataclysm. Cool! Which also includes um, killing all of the rest of the uh, corrupted block dragons, as well as his dad. I mean, yeah. At least he calls Deathwing his dad. There's some question about lineage of dragons. I think I think Deathwing is the father to black dragons in the way that Galakron is the father to dragons. Yeah, okay. Like, I, th- I think yeah. he's just kind of, like, the leader of it, and yeah. he's just kind of known as the father. I don't think that necessarily means that he is the father. Yeah. Because if he is, then he is both grandfather and father to Rathian. I mean, like, that doesn't surprise me either, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you might be a redneck if. Ha! Huh. You uh. might be a crazy black dragon if. <laughs> Ah, so one of the big things from the downfall of Deathwing, uh, we use the demon soul that we that we stole from the past, um, basically Avengers Endgame style, and it kind of delivers a really terrible blow to the the dragon aspects that we know of now. So in Stormu, Ysera, Alexstrasza, and Malagos, and then yeah. Thrall actually fills in as sort of the Earth Warder, okay. basically just entitled to sort of direct the thing. Um, the aspects lose all of their powers. Oh, no. Yeah. All of them? Yeah. Whew. Well, okay, sorry, not all of them. They lose, like, the super epic, like, I'm an aspect power. Um, that's rough. Yeah. But they could still, like, do crazy magic shit. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, we also later on find out, from when we help another sect of blue dragons, that they can't procreate. Oh, what? Yep. Rough! Yep. And they're just like, yeah, we're just gonna die out. And it's really fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is, like, 
a whole bunch there that I'm going to skip to because it's just super complicated and it doesn't really fit into the current story right now. Yeah. But, um, uh, but it is important, so we'll go into it another time. Mostly because it's complicated and because this is long enough as it is. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I will go into the Legion for a little bit here. Uh, part of the war against the Burning Legion, we venture into Valshara, uh, which is also the birthplace of the Druids. Okay. Um, so it's where Scenarius first taught Malfurion. And so we go there and we have to start dealing with a familiar face. Savius. What? And he's all nightmare corrupted and shit. And working for Nasoth now. Because... Fuck you. I don't <laughs> uh, he traps Scenarius in the Emerald Dream, so we have to free him. And uh, Ysera comes and joins us to help rescue him. And then things go south. Um, so Xavius had captured one of the pillars of creation, the Tears of a Loon. Okay. And he corrupted it. Motherfucker. Yeah. And then, so, when he sees Ysera, our poor, beautiful, beautiful green aspect, he throws this thing at her. Oh my god. And it pierces her chest and it corrupts her. No! Yeah. And then, she, yeah, so they fly off. Um, and then... The end of the storyline of this of this zone, uh, we end up actually having to kill her, Aww. and in the end, she does get cleansed of corruption, and the moon goddess Loon like kind of pulls her up into the stars, and it's super fucking heartbreaking, super fucking beautiful, and I cry every single time I do it. Sad face. I've done it on so many characters, and I'm just like, all right, let's just get this done. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was that was Legion. Legion was rough. Sounds rough. <laughs> um, Thanks for making me cry, Blizzard. I've cried so much. Yeah. I, I blame Christy Golden for most of my crying. <laughs> Damn you, Christy! Uh, so what does this have to do with now? What does this have to do with now? Um, so, following the death of Deathwing, uh, the dragons kind of fell into a bit of a depression caused by the fact that they can't procreate. I mean, yeah. Um, And they've kind of taken a backseat, kind of declaring the age of mortals, um, and that it's up to the mortal races to to protect Azeroth. their shit out. Yeah. This is when Kallak finds the spark of tear that had been swallowed by Galakrond. Huh. Yeah. Woo! And he goes, and he he, he kind of starts playing with it, and it starts giving him visions from Malagos' eyes of everything that happened. So he actually learned all of the truth of what happened. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. And then, so, uh, in talking with Nazormu and Ysera and Alex Drauza, so this is before Ysera died, um, he's like, hey, look, I learned all of this stuff. You guys are still, like, super fucking cool, even before you were Aspects. You can absolutely be super fucking cool again, and it's fine. Yeah. Good on ya. Yeah, so... Stop being such a depressed little bitch. I mean, they're, they still can't procreate, which is still sad, but... That just sounds yeah. like a lot of worry-free fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the last we see of Nosdormi for a little bit. Uh, we're gonna have to go into him on a full episode, I think, at some point, but yeah. Um, and Ysera, in, like, in the wake of Ysera's death, uh, her children have kind of stepped up to start leading the, dra- the the green dragon flight, but it's still kind of up in the air of the kind of who's sort of taking over fully. Yeah. Um, Alex Strauss is obviously st- still around, as is Kallak, and uh, we met Vissian, or Ebonhorn, mm-hmm. in High Mountain, so he joins us too, and 
Oh, Rathian, I need another episode for too. <laughs> we'll get to you. Oh, next time, actually. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> um, in our quest to save the planet, though, we've been given the heart of Azeroth. Um, but that's not enough to fight the old god corruption that we're dealing with now. Um, and so we're given essences as part of this. And the first one of these, like, they all come from different sources, mm-hmm. but one of them is dragons. Um, Sweet! Yeah, so the first one we actually go to, uh, we go visit our good friend, Ebonhorn. Cool. And Sup, dude? Mm-hmm. And then we go into Neltharion's lair, and uh, there's some earth elementals from Deepholm in there that are kind of, like, taking over. They're like, yeah, this is our place now. Fuck you. Cool. <laughs> um, and so we have to prove our worth, and then we're finally gifted the scale at the end. And then that becomes part of our heart of Azeroth and part of our kind of like extra superpowers that we use to fight. Sweet. Yeah. It's nice. pretty great. Um, later on, we get help from the green dragonflight to upgrade that power, uh, in which we help the Emerald Dream again and stave off some void corruption. Again, in the Emerald Dream, White Slayer, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Actually, I, I have an inkling, but I can't get into it yet. <laughs> Eventually. Everything will be made clear. Yes. As mud. <laughs> uh, once again, Kalak asks for some help as Alex Straza is in trouble. Um, so the home of the Red Dragonflight is under attack from Void Forces as well. Oh, shit. And so we help fight them off, and she helps us upgrade our essence once again with her own scale. That's good. Um, and then the very last upgrade to this is from the Blue Dragonflight. I don't know if this is, like, one of Malikos' scales from before he died, yeah. or if it's, like, from Caligos because he was raised to the power of Aspect. Yeah. Um, but either way, Blue, Blue Dragonflight trusts us enough to use this power wisely. Sweet! So Nice! Go us. Um, and that's kind of where we're at right now. Obviously, I did skip a whole bunch of stuff. Yep. Because this is getting long. <laughs> I mean, we always skip a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And a lot of it's complicated. Uh, but yeah, even even though the aspects have taken a back seat, there's a lot of history of other stuff with the dragons that is like just crazy and super fun to explore. Sweet, yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, there's my context so that we can talk about more dragon stuff in the future. Yay, <laughs> more dragon stuff. Yeah. So on to trivia. Weehoo! So Alex Straza is the only aspect that we have not actually had to battle with. Sweet. Ysera's part of uh, was part of the quest fight mm-hmm. in Valshara with all the crying. Yep. <laughs> Kalikos was part was a raid boss, but he wasn't an aspect yet. Uh, Malagos, we kill and raid. Deathwing was a raid boss too, and then uh, we have to talk about Nozdromio another day. But he is in there. Cool. And we do have yeah. Um, Kalikos is also the only dragon to have succeeded another one as an aspect. Sweet. Good job, bro. Yeah. You go. You go, girl. <laughs> uh, dragons have a thing where they believe the ornate shoulder armor worn by mortals is an attempt to emulate their wings. Really? Which I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of cute. Well, in some of the shoulder armor, like... I'd really believe it. There's doubt. There, there's an old piece of warlock gear that actually has wings that comes out of it. Really, it's really cool. Wow. Uh, I, I think they're more demonic than dragon than draconic, but yeah. Um, Tyr is named for the Norse god Tyr. 
Cool. Uh, and has very much the same story, sacrificing an arm to a monster. Um, and his ultimate fate became known through Chronicle Volume 1 and through the uh, Paladin Artifact quests in Legion. Oh, cool. Yeah, which we can't talk about yet. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then voices. I think there's a couple repeat voices in here. Calicos is voiced by Carlos Larkin, who also voices the Bronzebeards. Cool. All of them. <laughs> Every single one. Well, there's three of them. Um, and uh, I, I will now always be so happy whenever I have to hear Calic talk to Magni, because it's just going to be very entertaining to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's also Bolvar Four Dragon and the Headless Horseman. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, he's also in the Widget and Pop Top series that I've mentioned before. As Naked Jerry, and I still haven't checked it out, but I really need to do that. Um, uh, we only talked about him a little bit, but Nosdormu is voiced by Martin Sheen. Oh my god, really? Right? <laughs> right? Um, I, prob- I feel like I don't really have to be like, look who this guy is, but uh, he was also the elusive man in Mass Effect. Cool. Yeah, I was like... I remember when I was first playing that, I'm like, is that Martin Sheen? That's Martin Sheen. Like, no, they can't. They have, oh, my God, they got Martin Sheen. That's awesome. <laughs> um, he, Sarah was voiced by Lenore Andriel through Wrath and Cataclysm. And her most recent role was uh, in The Bounty Killer as Jackie. Cool. And then take, uh, Tara Platt took up the voice in Legion. And uh, she also plays Valera Sanguinar in uh, WoW. Um, and she's Washimi in Agretzko and Callie Belladonna in Ruby. Oh, she's in Agretzko? That's awesome. Yeah. Woo! Something I actually recognize. I figured you might recognize that one. That's like really permeated pop culture, so. Um, Malagos was voiced by Cam Clark. Uh, he voiced Leonardo in the 87 to 96 TMNT Oh my cartoons. god. That's awesome. Uh, and he's also Kaneda in uh, Akira. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Alex Straza used to be voiced by Barbara Goodson, who also voiced Lady Vosh. So I know we've talked about her. Cool. She's Rita Repulsa in Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wendy Lee took over the voice. I can't remember exactly when. I know her best from Cowboy Bebop as Faye Valentine and as Haruhi Suzumiya. <gasps> Two characters that I've cosplayed. <laughs> Oh, right? That's oh, awesome. And she's also Konata Izumi, who cosplays Haruhi, who I've also cosplayed both Konata in cosplay as Haruhi and as Kon- yeah. That's awesome. Cosplays within cosplays within cosplays. So meta. <laughs> <sighs> and then Deathwing was voiced by Michael McConaughey, who does a lot of Warcraft voices. Um, the only like ones we've talked... actually? Talk- yeah. Like... All right, all right, all right. No, 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 not not Matthew McConaughey. Oh, Michael McConaughey. Oh, so close. Uh, so he's done a lot of other Warcraft voices, including the Lich King and Uther, who are the only ones. Oh, we're talking about. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, and he has so many other roles. I couldn't choose one. Huh. Fair. He's got so many. Good job, bro. Yeah. Keeping busy, making bank. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's where we are today. Woohoo! I can't wait till next time. Oh, oh, wait. Well, sorry. One thing before before we do our sign-off. Um, next month is our one year. Heck yeah! We're doing something special for YouTube, so keep an eye on that. Whoop, whoop! Um, and that's going to be for everybody. Not just patrons, yo. Yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye on that. 
Yay! I don't want to give away the secret, but yeah. <laughs> All right. We would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library. We recorded the Millennium Library in their beautiful Idea Mill Makerspace. Um... Our intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod, and you can find all of his work on his website, incompetech.com. You'd think I'd remember that after this many episodes. Oh, never. I need to read every single time. <laughs> our wonderful artwork is by our good friend, Ben Hoffer. His Instagram is scorpiosoka7. S-C-O-R-P-I-U-S-O-K-A-7. If you would like to check out more of his work. And he's opening up commissions at some point, so follow him for more info about that. Yep, and he confirmed that to me on... He uh, he was on our um, New Year's episode of Creative Conundrums. Oh, how exciting! Yeah, it, that was fun. Yay! <laughs> yes, his work is pretty incredible. I follow him on Instagram, and, yep. like, the models and stuff are just crazy. Oh, yeah, and all the sculpting work he's right? got into it. Oh, it's so cool! <laughs> yeah, impressive. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I had to go visit him to fix my printer, and I, 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 his house is so full of figures, like all of the ruby ones, all of like just oh, he does so much wonderful work. So please go give him your love. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's our show. I'm Senpai. I'm Bam Bam, and we'll notice you next time. Bye. Bye.